This is the Love Capacity Podcast. Let's go. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the new Love Capacity Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen James Dixon, making a couple changes to the show. Uh, you know, was Divorce is Not an Option podcast that me and my co-host, Tamara Darrell was working on. Um, she's going to transition to doing more of the behind-the-scenes work on the podcast. <laughs> hey, y'all. We missed everybody. Um, since Stephen is kicking me off the show... Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be doing more behind the scenes production work and, um, I'll let Steven do the talking since that's what he likes to do. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's kicking out the show. You got a whole lot going on these days, Mary. When we first got together, yeah. you wasn't married. You wasn't yeah. trying to have no kids. None yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. I'll let you make it on that. <laughs> so, uh, it's like that. Okay. So you next. <laughs> Okay, so um, to let everybody know some of the other changes that we're going to be making, one, we'll be doing more podcasts. Um, We can't guarantee that it'll be every week, but we definitely want to make sure you guys get um, podcasts more frequently. And sometimes it may be two podcasts a week, um, but we definitely want to just get out there to you guys. we're working on keeping the podcast down to 10 minutes, which is like huge major. I have been trying to get this podcast down below 10 minutes since we started. Um, but somebody likes to talk. So, um, so we're going to be trying to cut them down and, um, I'll pop in type from time to time, kind of maybe to read some listener questions, offer a woman's perspective on whatever topic we are talking about. So um, I'm going to start with the woman's perspective and ask you a question, Stephen, um, about how we are going to do this love capacity, considering that Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Um, What is love capacity all about? What does this mean? Love capacity is the measure of your ability to be able to receive, provide, and be accountable for an unconditional, forgiving, profoundly tender, passionate affection toward another person. That's almost a tongue twister. You should have um, saw me when I was trying to memorize how to say <laughs> that live on TV and how, you know, when you memorize something and you trying to, and you didn't say one word right or something like that, you yes. got to think it, think it to yourself the whole time. Like, man, I messed up that one word and right. the whole rest of the interview. And this is normally what I say at the beginning of a love capacity interview. So I would mess it up. And then I got to do the whole interview thinking in my head, like I messed up my tagline. Oh, Wow. Wow. Well, okay, so you said all the words, you got through it. Um, And just for everybody, just so you know, you can go to lovecapacity.com and take your love capacity quiz. It only takes like five minutes. Um, You get the quiz and then you get your love capacity score. You also get the score title and your score description. So, um, Stephen, explain to folks what the scoring system means. Well, love capacity, what it does is it, it evaluates your three dimensions of love. My, my, I came up with for my research is really three dimensions. Well, I broke it down into three dimensions. Okay. And so, um, and so your first dimension is receiving love because that's how you learn, you learn how to receive love first. Uh, your second dimension is providing love. The average person moves through dimensions one and two pretty effortlessly. Like you, my kids know that, you know, at the age of one or two, you can kind of tell that they understand when they're being loved. And then they also how to return love by smiling at you, by hugging on you, by kissing on you, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, dimension three is accountability. And it's the most difficult dimension because it takes application of dimension one and dimension two a step further. Um, so I've been doing relationship culture for like 10 plus years. Um, one of the most disappointing discoveries through the relationship coaching is the deficiency of accountability in marriage. 
And there's two parts to accountability also. Um, one is being accountable, like you allow yourself to be held accountable for the things that you do or don't do. And then the second part is being able to hold your partner accountable. That's serious. That's take some emotional maturity. Um, so when, what you're saying is basically being a- accountable is like doing what you said you were going to do um, and being able to self-evaluate and being self-aware um, and able to see your partner side of what's going on. That That's that's a lot. Give us an example. Yeah, marriage is for grown folks. So you, know, you got to be grown. <laughs> you know, it this ain't is for true. This is it's true. For grown folks. You're going to be challenged when you get married. So first example, husband cheats of wife does nothing about the husband cheating. If you don't value your love enough to be able to hold someone accountable for cheating on you, then you don't, I got to dock your love capacity school. Mm. You know, love is that important and accountability is that important that if you, if you can't help balance out your marriage through accountability, then your marriage will be impacted. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so then another example would be, um, is, is like, say the wife, uh, spends up all the money or something and you can't control your wife or have any conversation. Control your uh, wife? My bag. Let me back off. The car. <laughs> like, like, first of all, you didn't give any sexist or at least sexually <laughs> stereotypical examples with the husband cheating and the wife spending money. That ain't even equal. Um, uh, uh, uh-huh. And me, now it's controlling me, your wife. Let me let me let me take the opportunity because my wife will at least listen to this one first podcast, <laughs> and uh, I'm def she's definitely not under no control at all. I was gonna say, you know? Misha, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's more about being able to sit down together, um, balance out the marriage in terms of having an agreement on what the marriage looks like from a financial aspect, from a relational aspect, from a sexual aspect, just being adults and mm. being able to communicate what each person needs. Okay, so um, what are how do the scores and the titles work? Um, I know you don't have a whole lot of time to dive into the descriptions, but give us a high level overview. One one sentence descriptions, like I can't, we can't. We got dive ten, we got ten minutes. Go. Uh, okay, love capacity scores and titles. So uh, when you take the quiz, you'll get a score. Like like Tamara said, you'll get a score, you'll get a title of your score, and you'll get a description of your score. And so, for example, when you if you score one, and we're not we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings with this, we're just keeping it one hundred. And you got to know where you start. You know, know where your starting point is. So if you take the quiz, you can score from one to ten. If you score one, that means that you're self centered, and your observations and experiences with love have taught you to protect your heart. So right now, if you score one, you're just trying to protect your heart, right? And so, Tammy, I'm just trying to fly through these. You just jump in wherever you want to okay, jump I in. Just, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's really cool that you kind of get that perspective that you're trying to protect your heart. I think we see self-centered and we just think like you're evil, um, but it could be just protecting yourself. You know what? You that's um see, see you gonna you gonna be the one that make me dive into the scripture. You know what I'm saying? Keep going, number two. See, see, that's your fault. Cause I love to talk about it because because you're exactly right that most people think that is a negative thing, whereas I look at it as you're a hurting thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so so moving and hurting Ooh, is example number two, right? So love capacity score number two means that you're damaged mm. and you lack you lack damage means you lack the confidence that you will ever have a successful relationship. That's real. And so now you just so so in two, you're a little bit more angry. And number one, of course, you're a little bit more hurt. Right. So three, we move to confused. You crave love, but you don't know how to give it. And you and you're constantly being loved, but you don't know how to receive it. 
right? So you don't give well, you don't receive well. It's like it's like when you just take your toys and go home. Wow. You know, you're just confused. You don't know. Like I'm just going home. You know, it's no, it's no resolution. You don't know what's wrong. When mom and daddy say, "What's wrong with you? Why are you upset?" The kid don't have nothing to explain. They just took their toes and going home. Wow. Right? There's so it's much so- to unpack here. I mean, just like just you, you've gotten through three, but just thinking from the perspective of a spouse, like if you're married to somebody who's a one, two, or three, you have to change your mindset to recognize that your partner is um, learning or hurt or angry. And how do you work through that? Learning and hurt and angry and damaged and confused. And then low capacity four goes to afraid. Mm. And so that means that you're adamantly against taking a risk. And so so you're not as angry. You're just like, I've been burnt. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, like I'm, some good people actively, I'm good on that. Some people just make that decision that I'm good. I'm not giving nobody no, my love or affection or attention anymore. I'm no longer investing. That's what afraid is, mm-hmm. right? And, and so then you go to number five, which is chameleon. And as a chameleon, you, you just, you know, you're just changing all the time. Like you, you, you change who you are or what you're willing to do based on who you're with in the relationship. So sometimes there. you have, sometimes you have high standards. Sometimes you have low standards. You know, you don't really know where you are in the relationship in terms of what I will put up with and what I'm willing to do. And you so, want to be who your partner wants you to be, even if that's not really yeah. who you want to be. Yes. And, and usually you're a chameleon after you've been through some of these other stages, right? You've been a, lo- a lover, a friend, confused, damaged, whatever. And now you come around and it's your fourth or fifth relationship. You're like, I don't know what to do. I've right. loved hard. I've not loved. I've not cared. The person I didn't care about loved me. I didn't like him. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So what can confused. I do? Whatever I need to do. Exactly. So dater, uh, that's score number six. I mean, sometimes you want a relationship. Sometimes you don't. Like sometimes you're motivated by your career. Sometimes you <laughs> That's get, a lot of dudes. Sometimes, right. A lot of dudes are motivated by their careers. A lot of women are like, you know what? I don't want to deal with these dudes. I'm just going to chill out and want to holler at me. Cool. If one don't, I'm good. I just stay by myself, go solo, whatever. And I see this in a lot of high achieving people too, you know, lawyers, doctors, stuff like mm. that, who like, like, they would rather spend their energy being frustrated about a job than about a man or a woman. Interesting. Uh, Score number seven is a friend. That means your love for your significant other is friendly and lacks passion. Like y'all just co-partners or y'all just stuck together and y'all have mutual respect for each other, but no, there's no passion there. And so love capacity. So the first half of the first, you know, first half of the 10 scores was more, you know, about the damaging, hurt, confused side. The second half is about love, right? We're progressing as we go up the chain, you know, to one, three, four, one through seven. So now, so six is data, seven is friend, eight is love. So you're prepared to risk being hurt from loving another person. This is where we want to be when we're starting a relationship, meaning that you don't have any baggage anymore. You're not tripping off the last Who relationship. Don't have no last baggage? Partner. You, the, hey, that's, I'm just telling you what the I queen mean, is but saying. in reality, <laughs> you don't have no baggage. You, you got to be able to manage your baggage. Okay, you know, managing you baggage, baggage and not having none are two different things. Correction. Uh, agreed. I accept that correction. <laughs> okay. uh, score, number, score number nine, fiance. That means that you, you've you uh, elevated yourself to where you're in a position to receive love, provide love, and you you dance around the outskirts of being accountable for love. Like you're expanding your love capacity. You understand what love is. You're open to like like learning more about love. You're open to you know, going to counseling, going to a pastor, going to whoever to say, hey, how do I learn how to love my partner more? And then we end up at a score of 10, which means you're a spouse. Like you're ready. If you're not married, then, you know, you're ready to get married. If you are married, then that's great because you're a 10 and you'll be surprised. I got like 84,000 quizzes. Uh, I probably got like a thousand tens out of like 84,000. Like it's crazy. Uh, I think that's real. 
Um, but also recognize that even if you are a 10, that don't mean you perfect. Absolutely, because uh, love capacity is about how you feel in that moment. And so you attend in 2019, but in 2020, you know, now you're upset. Now you're emotional. You change. Your expectations change. What you thought this marriage was going to be or where you were going to be emotionally or in the relationship is different. So you have, that's why people, I've had the quiz long enough now that some people take the quiz. They come back a year later. They feel differently. Or two years later, they go up and down. I got all kind of data on stuff like okay. that. Okay. All right. Well, I let you have an extra three minutes, um, but I'm oh. proud of you. 13 minutes is not bad. Um, so for everybody out there, go to lovecapacity.com, take your love capacity quiz. And that is it. That is all for today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can be automatically alerted when the new podcast is uploaded. Uh, thanks for listening. Definitely go back and listen to the divorce is not an option podcast also. And so, uh, we'll try to get these out to you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye y'all. You have been rocking with the Love Capacity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can be automatically alerted when a new podcast is uploaded. Thanks for listening.